So reading from uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13 through to chapter 3 verse 5. Uh, Paul writes, We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters loved by the Lord, because from the beginning God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Finally, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honoured, just as it was with you. And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not everyone has faith. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Father, thank you for your words to us at the beginning of this new year. May our hearts and minds be open and attentive to you. May we hear your voice for Jesus' sake. Amen. 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 So um, I wish to share some, just some reflections from these verses. And as, as I said earlier, just to, uh, just to make, just to kind of, um, uh, reassure us on the course that we are taking in our Christian lives, just to get our bearings again at the beginning of this new year. And uh, as we were just re- reflecting earlier, uh, we don't know what this year will hold, but we do know uh, the one who holds it. And uh, uh, we are here because of, because of him, because of his love for us, and we're here in order to share that love with others. So just a few things I wanted to, for us to think about, to pull out from this. Uh, Paul begins this passage that I read. He says, we thank God uh, because from the beginning, God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So just to remind ourselves of, well, you know, why are we, why are we here? Why are we here? Why do we have faith in Jesus Christ, why do we worship at Bolney Village Chapel? Well, Paul reminds us that we're here not because we thought it was a good idea, but because we were chosen. We were chosen. Uh, Paul writes in Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verse 4, He chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Just, um, it's just a, you know, an extraordinary truth that we are followers of Jesus because before the creation of the world, before there was anything, God chose us. Just an, an, a mind-blowing truth that that's the reality. That there's, there's a mystery in that, but that's the truth because that's what the word tells us. We're here because before anything was created... God had chosen us. But how did we actually come to, um, to, to follow him and to put our trust in Jesus? Well, Paul says he chose us, but he called us. 
He called you to this through our gospel. So we were chosen before the creation of the world, but we're here because we responded to a gospel message. We responded to a gospel message. Paul writes in Romans um, chapter 10, verse 14, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How can they call on the one that they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? So we were chosen before the creation of the world, but we're here because at some point we heard a gospel message. And as we heard that gospel message, that God brought our dead spirits to life. He raised us to new life. That's how it happened. And the reason that we are here now is that we can be those through whom the gospel continues to be preached and the gospel continues to be made known so that more of those that God has chosen will hear the gospel and respond through the work of the Holy Spirit and come to put their faith and trust in him. It's all quite sort of um, mind-blowing stuff when you sit and, and just sort of ponder it and think about how it how it works, but that's how it works. We're chosen before the creation of the world, but we come to him through hearing the gospel. And so one of the things to think about at the start of this new year is, well, how, how can I be used by God in 2023 to make known the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, so that those who've been chosen before the creation of the world will have that opportunity of responding and coming to him. So on the tables, um, I printed off these little um, little cards. If you want to just um, find them, you may have buried them under a Bible or you may have found them. So one of the things I'd love us to do, if you'd like to do this, don't have to do it, but if you'd like to do it, one of the things I'd like to encourage us to do at the start of this new year is to write down the names of Five friends or family members or people that you know and love who you would long uh, to come to the Lord. And just to write their names um, on this card. And as you see it, it says, I commit myself to pray for the following five friends with the intention of introducing them to Jesus through conversation or inviting them to an event at BBC in 2020." Three, or it might not be BBC, it might be somewhere else. That's, you know, it doesn't matter where it is. But the idea is just that we are, we are intentional in praying for those that we want to see come to the Lord. So you write the names on and then just uh, stick it on the fridge or stick it inside your Bible or stick it on your bedside table. So when you go to bed at night or you wake up in the morning, you just see it and you just remember to pray for those five you know, five people and just pray, Lord, would you stir their hearts and stir them to seek after you? Would you give me opportunity just to share something of my testimony with them? Give me an opportunity to say that I'll pray with them. Doesn't need to be, you know, don't be kind of panicked into thinking, oh crumbs, I've got to present a systematic, um, you know, systematic gospel expert. You know, it's, it's not that. It's just, actually, these are people that I love. And these are people who I would love to know the Lord Jesus as I do. Uh, so we just, because often we have these sort of good intentions. Oh, we, uh, 
but just it becomes a regular thing. And so as we're going through the year, we've got a, a ladies' dinner coming up in February. We'll have a curry nights. We'll have all sorts of things. There's um, Glenn Scrivener speaking at the filling station. There's a little thing on there. And, you know, we've got lots of opportunities to bring people to hear the gospel. And it's as people hear that God brings their... I love the thing that Rico Tice always says of, you know, we preach Christ, God changes hearts. We preach Christ, God changes hearts. So we need to do our part and... Um, God will do his part. So do take the, take the card away with you and just have a think and uh, write down um, five names of people you want to pray for every day this year. And uh, let's meet in a year's time. We will meet more regularly than that. So just, you know, not, I'm not giving you a year off. <laughs> Silly bunny then, you're not going to come back for a year. But in a year's time, let's gather and, um, and see what God has done in answer to our prayers. So, um, so that's, uh, let's be intentional about that. He chose you to be saved. He called you through our gospel. That's how it works. So let's be those through whom uh, people hear the gospel this year. Uh, but then first fif- uh, verse 15, he says, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. Stand firm and hold on to the teachings we passed on to you. Uh, as, a, as, a, you know, as, a, as, a, as a church community, we are, uh, you know, our foundation is the word of God. It's God's revelation to us. This book has authority for us. Everything that we seek to do uh, is rooted in what God has revealed in this word. Um, everything that we think about Uh, Life and how life should be lived, it's rooted in the authority of this book. And so we need to hold firm to the teachings that we see in this book because gospel truths are, you know, under assault uh, all over the place and increasingly uh, under assault. I was, um, uh, you know, just directly and and indirectly, I don't know if, uh, well, you didn't, you all went to bed early from uh, <laughs> such lightweights. Like, did you see the new year? No, I was in bed by 10 o'clock. Well, um, some of us, <laughs> some of us did, uh, some of us did stay up and see the new year, which is why I was slightly jaded this morning, probably should have done that. But I was just, we were, we were reflecting that um, if you did watch the, the, the new year fireworks in, in London, there were... There were a number of things that were referenced and it was just interesting to see the things. I think there were like four different things that were particularly referenced in the fireworks. And it's just interesting to see, well, what is our, you know, what is our secular culture celebrating? And, uh, and, and we were just reflecting, wow, it's just interesting to see some of the values that are now front and foremost of our society that, that I believe this book would kind of take, you know, take issue with. And there's enormous pressure, enormous pressure on us to conform to the ways of the world. But Paul says, stand firm and hold to the teachings we passed on to you. Uh, when the first church was meeting in the temple in, you know, in Acts, one of the things they were devoted to was the apostles' teaching. That's why we, one of the reasons we gather together on a Sunday morning is to hear God's word and to think about God's word. Uh, you know, I, my, my heart is whenever I, you know, whenever I preach that I, I'm being faithful to God's word, that what we'll hear and think about is it's God's revelation. Uh, 
So an encouragement um, for you, again, as we start this new year, is you can only hold firm to the teachings if you know what they are. So, so Bible reading needs to be the, just the, the pattern of our lives. It needs to be a discipline. Uh, Bible reading, like any spiritual discipline, it, it doesn't come easily. It's like prayer. When you sit down to pray, you suddenly think of a hundred other things to do. And you suddenly think of, oh, I must... And, uh, you know, there are so many distractions. So we need discipline. It's not a, it's not a dirty word. Uh, disciplines are good. And Bible reading as a discipline is a really good thing. You can't stand firm to something if you don't know what it is. So again, I encourage you at the beginning of this year to make that discipline of, of daily Bible reading. Even if it's just you know, a few verses, just you know, start with one of the Gospels, Mark's Gospel or John's Gospel, and just read a few verses. It only has to be you know, five minutes, but just make that a discipline. So you're learning what the teachings are. Ah, you know, what is it that God has revealed? I've, uh, you know, got into the habit over the last few years of, of just of reading through the Bible every year. Now, for some people, that's just, it's like, whoa, that's just, you know, for many, many years it was for me, the thought of reading through the Bible every year. It was like, well, I can't do that. Uh, and I thought, well, yes, I can, because they're like 15 minutes a day. So it's, you know, it's doable. And so just reading through a gospel is certainly doable but just the point is I'd really want to encourage just make that a kind of daily habit a daily habit and if you've if you've got the version app on your phone you know Jews Jews use even you know use the app I say so you, you know it's just easy and it will remind you you know it will remind you and if, if you if you kind of if you kind of get towards the end of the day and you haven't done it it'll send you a little notification that um and you can get badges <laughs> exciting isn't it yes you get badges I love the badges so you get but the point is the point is Paul says stand firm and hold to the teachings well we need to know what they are if we're going to stand firm on them so can I encourage you just the beginning of the year make that a daily discipline just even if it's just five minutes it doesn't matter just a few verses God speaks through his word and then these wonderful encouragements For us as we go into this new year, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. God is for you. God is for us. He is, you know, he's cheering us on. Uh, I think so often we, so many of us have this uh, um, this, this sort of idea in our heads that, that God is a bit kind of grudging in his enthusiasm for us. Uh, and he's a bit kind of grudging and he's, and he's kind of like, oh, you again. And, and we just kind of get our, our heads into the mindset of, no, God is cheering us on. You know, he's, he's our greatest cheerleader. And, and when we fall flat on our faces and we make mistakes, he doesn't roll his eyes and tut and sigh as we do. He's like, he's reaching down to, you know, to pick us, pick us up. This, you know, I love this thing of, you know, I, you know, I still love you. Let's start from here. Uh, just so transformative of my own thinking, having that revelation a few years ago. I still love you. Let's start from here. He's cheering us on. He's the one who's going to encourage us. He's the one who's going to give us hope. He will encourage our hearts when we're 
downhearted. He will encourage us. He will strengthen us. Um, He's the one who will help us to live for him in this next year. And then the beginning of chapter three, this is the, where I've taken our verse for the year from. Uh, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honoured. May spread rapidly and be honoured. That's my, you know, my prayer for this year is that the, the word of God, the message, the good news of Jesus, the good news of God's love will spread rapidly. It'll spread rapidly in our village. It'll spread rapidly amongst those that we know and that it will be honoured that the message will be honoured. There's so much um, dishonour for the message of the Lord, so much mocking, so much ridicule. I pray that God's word will be honoured, that the good news of Jesus would be honoured, that people will see the truth of who he is. And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not everyone has faith, but the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. Just this reminder that, you know, we are in a spiritual battle. Uh, We're not in a, it's not a a neutral space that we proclaim the good news of Jesus into. It's a battlefield. Uh, And we have a spiritual enemy, the devil, who seeks to distract us and dissuade us and discourage us in whatever way he can. And we just need to be aware of the fact that we are, Uh, We are in that battle and the more we press into the things of Jesus and the more we seek to proclaim the good news of Jesus, uh, the fiercer the battle becomes, the more opposition we will face. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen and protect us from the evil one. Have confidence in the Lord that uh, that you are, uh, we have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Uh, two just really lovely, lovely things that he prays for. May the Lord direct your hearts where? Two places into God's love. Into God's love. That that's the, the first direction of our heart, that the Lord will lead us into, into God's love. That we, you know, we live lives that are bathed in God's love. I don't know if you... Um, um, I put it on my um, Facebook page. I don't think I put it in the. Uh, I just put it in the in the WhatsApp group. There's a lovely little uh, three minute clip from a talk that Charlie Mackesy uh, gave at, at um, Holy Trinity Brompton. I'm not sure when he did it. It's a, a little while ago, but it's a it's a talk entitled um, "Come as You Are." And in this little three minute um, clip, he tells the story of of a of, of a guy who was uh, dying in hospital and who had no. No interest whatsoever in, you know, in the gospel or, but eventually um, called the chaplain, who was a friend of Charlie Mackesy's, over and asked the chaplain to explain to him uh, the good news of Jesus, explain to him what he believed. And, uh, and, and so the chaplain kind of talked to him about the fact, to imagine that Jesus was sat in the chair next to the bed and was loving this guy, that Jesus was just sat in the chair next to him and was loving him, and that this guy could just say whatever he wanted to to Jesus. And, and so the guy kind of thought about this and, and said, well, I, you know, I'd want to say, you know, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've messed up my life, I'm sorry, and, and just all sorts of things. And then this, um, uh, the, the guy, he, he dies a few days later. Uh, but when, um, uh, when the staff nurse talks to the chaplain about how he died, she says, 
well, it was really curious how we found him uh, because his, his hips were on the side of the bed and he was leaning over the chair next to the bed with his arms wrapped around the back of the chair. And that's how he died. And, uh, and just in those you know, last two or three days of his life, he discovered that God loved him, that Jesus loved him, and he responded to that love. And so there's this reminder of that, that he says, may the Lord direct your hearts into God's love. You know, God loves us and we respond to his love and everything then is an outflowing of that love. So he prays that we might know that, we might rest in God's love, but also in Christ's perseverance, because it is a battle and it's hard going. It is hard going, even though we know the love of God, it's hard going in this life to follow Jesus because, you know, it's, uh, we live in a world that rejects Jesus, rejects his ways. It's a tough road to follow. And so we need Christ's perseverance, the perseverance that Jesus, that took Jesus all the way to the cross. That's the perseverance that he shares with us. So we're at the beginning of this new year. So much to look forward to. I'm excited about this new year. I'm excited about the things that are going to happen that I've no idea are going to happen. And uh, probably slightly daunted about the things that are probably going to happen that I've no idea are going to happen. But I'm excited because... I was chosen before the creation of the world and uh, I was called and God loves me and that love will not leave me this year. This love will hold me and I know that God is cheering me on and he will encourage me. I know that he will protect me from all the assaults of the evil one that um, this year is going to be a better year than last year because every day of this year we're getting a day nearer our goal of being with Jesus, which is the most exciting thing to look forward to. So we're going to turn to a time of of a prayer together. And um, as we look into this new year,